It's been a few weeks now. It's been a month. It's been a month since we recorded. It's been almost three weeks since we put out content. So, yep. It is what it is. Hurricanes and vacations. Yep. Life, man. We had Hurricane Irma, and then I had a vacation to Dominican Republic. Shout out to DR. Yep. How was it? I mean, they're good. They survived better than what we did, mostly. Uh, They had their lights for a while. I mean... We, the supermarkets were full mm. compared to how I left here. <laughs> the supermarkets were empty where you had to fight a old lady just for a gallon of milk. Yeah. The supermarkets were like stocked to the max over there. So it's crazy. The Did your family cook you amazing Dominican oh, yes. meals? Yes, amazing food. Mm. Amazing. I think I'm hungry. That's why. That's you just, just had crackers and I peanut did. butter. I had crackers and peanut butter. <laughs> My wife is making a feast inside. So You're I'm, smelling uh, the deliciousness, that's why. I'm excited about it. But shout out to Matthew Movement for being our sponsor this episode of Proof Beyond Reason. Uh, MatthewMovement.com, wear what you believe. We, uh, If you want to be a sponsor of Proof Beyond Reason, send us an email or send us a message on our Facebook uh, but our email address is proofbeyondreason at gmail.com. Let's dub right into it, man. Witchcraft. Witchcraft. Let's not beat around Oof. the bush. Witchcraft. I mean, Oof. this is something that a lot of people ask me always. Any type of event or especially now coming close to Halloween, I'm always being asked, Gio, can you tell me a little bit about witchcraft? Or some of the things that entails it. Uh, for those of you who do not know, I did practice witchcraft. I did practice magic for quite a bit. In my younger years, I did talk about it briefly in the episode, What Are Cults? Yeah. Or Escaping Cults, actually. Escaping Cults, yep. yeah. But yes, we're talking about witchcraft today. So what is witchcraft? You know, witchcraft is is an interesting topic because I think it ties into what you said, the the season of Halloween. And I, I think for most of my life in Florida, I've been asked, Mike, are you going to Halloween Horror Night? G, have you been to Halloween Horror Nights? I've never been to Halloween Horror Nights, actually. Do you desire to be at Halloween Horror Nights? If someone would give me a ticket and I'll just stand there getting food, yes. <laughs> just you know, food. I want to check out the the Walking Dead sites. Like, I want to check that food. out. I want to see what that... I hear it's it's really theatric. Like, it's, it's set up really well and all of that. But, I mean, the premise behind it is what is part of what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying that if you are, if you go to Halloween Horror Nights, you're going to automatically get sent to hell and, you know, whatever. But uh, the, the premise is that there's a base of, of what the celebration is meant to be. So I'm going to read this small excerpt from Hank Hanegraaff, the Bible Answer Man. Oof, oof he, I've never heard of him before. He talks about... Should Christians resp- how should Christians respond to Halloween? So I'm just going to read it, and I think this will lead us into the topic of witchcraft. We're not going to harp on Halloween per se. We're not here to to really address it too deeply today. But if we happen to, hey, great, whatever. 
Hey, you but, never know. Episode on holidays. Yeah. I mean, we, we will definitely get into it. But uh, here's what Hank Hanegraaff says. He says, myriad questions surround Halloween. Should we participate, accommodate, or should we vigorously denounce Halloween? To answer such questions, it's helpful to view Halloween from the perspective of history. First, we should recognize that Halloween is indeed rooted in the ancient Celtic feast of Shamhan? Shamhan? Shamween. There you go. Shamween. <laughs> the Druids believed that on the eve of Shamween, the veil between the present world and the world beyond was pierced, releasing demon, demons, witches, and hobgoblins to harass the living. In order to make themselves immune from attack, people disguise themselves as witches, devils, and ghouls, attempting to ward off evil spirits by carving grotesque faces on grounds, on groid, like gourds, on gourds, I apologize, illuminated with candles and placed the spirits with a variety of treats. Furthermore, we can learn a lot from how the early Christians responded to Halloween, October 31st, the eve prior to All Saints Day, was designed as a spiritually edifying holiday or a holy day on which, a, on which to proclaim the supremacy of the gospel over the superstition of ghosts. Thus, All Hallows' Eve, from which the word Halloween is derived, was an attempt on the part of Christianity to overwhelm the tradition of ghouls with the truth of the gospel. Finally, although Halloween is once again predominantly pagan, there is a silver lining. Like our forefathers, we can choose to celebrate All Hallows' Eve by focusing on the heroes of the faith, those who, like Martin Luther, were willing to stand for truth no matter what the cost. We might also use the occasion to introduce our children to such great classics as Pilgrim's Progress. In the end, the trick is to treat Halloween as a strategic opportunity rather than a time of satanic oppression. And the Bible verse that he quotes here is Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us so the 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 i guess the direction we want to go into is when we talk about witchcraft and we talk about halloween is there a correlation between satanism and witchcraft and what is the Bible's view on it? Uh, many times people, they merge them into one, like mm -hmm. it's the same thing. But in some people, some people might separate them so, so distinctly that they will claim to be followers of Jesus. Like they will claim to be Christians and still celebrate or still practice witchcraft. Um, so I'm going to read here. This is from Christian Research Institute. It says, sometimes we see witchcraft grouped together with Satanism, but are they really the same? People put witches in the same camp as Satanists for two reasons. First, both 
witchcraft and Satanism have a number of symbols in common, which I think G could elaborate on, like the pentagram, the five-pointed star. But secondly, they both place heavy emphasis on magical rituals. Despite these similarities, however, witchcraft and Satanism have their own sets of beliefs and practices which are distinct from one another. So, G, witchcraft, like your experience and, and some of the some of the symbols and representation. Now, witchcraft usually is derived from superstitions or on the belief of a greater deity or deities in this case where you have the mother god or god of nature you have your gods of ancient egypt even you have different pagan beliefs searched out we have witchcraft which essentially is practicing the craft so you have the witch which is the english uh, variation from the anglo-saxon which is wicca which is now what we see in the religion wicca but that stands for the greek maleficus which is what they used to call someone because they practice or how we see maleficence or they practice evil or they worship demons essentially ah oh, the movie maleficent <laughs> but Malef uh maleficent uh maleficent that word well that word essentially derives from meaning evil so they would associate them so that's why we see a lot of people usually stem or say that hey uh those that practice witchcraft, they're sons of Satan or Satan's giving them power. So essentially, like I was saying, they practice the craft. They practice spells. They do all, some rituals as a part to Satanists, which if you actually look into the beliefs of Satanists, a lot of them actually believe they are atheists in essence. They might say they're their own god, but that's because they've already removed their own variation of religion itself and just claim themselves to see themselves as an elevated humanity. According to this, the in the Christian Research Institute, it says that while witches deny the existence of Satan as a personal being, Satanists affirm just the opposite. So they they believe the personal the personal relationship mm -hmm. that you can have with Satan himself Whereas in witchcraft, they would maybe see the power or the practice mm -hmm. of that of that being, but he's in their case, he's not an actual being. He's more of like the power, the the divine, like you were talking about. Yes. Um, yeah. But what essentially is the craft? The craft that everyone usually always talks about that you see in movies, Hocus Pocus, you see uh, the, the craft, the witches of, uh, I forgot the name of this movie, but it's, yeah. it's basically where this kid is in a hotel room and the witches finally decide to reveal who, them, who they truly are. So they remove their like masks and stuff like that. And they're like, hey, witches. And they practice the craft. Essentially, the craft is magic. Magic is a term derived from ancient Greek, uh, magia, where you see, essentially, it's the elevation or finding the true conformity of the will, which is something clearly defined by a magician uh, before Aleister Crowley. I'll talk to him later. I'll about talk about him. Talk about him. On. Don't be talking to him. Oh, yes. Lord. Talking about him later <laughs> on. But it stemmed from before Eliphas Levi, which was an occultist of the time, where essentially magic is 
to change your life or change any aspect of the world in conformity of your will or whatever you like. So you'll have the alchemist who wants to turn lead into gold, essentially. So you have your witchcraft, but they there's different stages of witchcraft in itself. So the you pointed to me. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna follow up with a. Oh no no no! I mean, with with witchcraft, um, it, he you know it, it, it pretty systematically talks about um, you know the the multitude of gods, mm-hmm. uh, the number of infinite realities that you can experience as a result of the craft. Um, you know, where Satanism is more. Uh, it practiced mag- magic rituals and ceremonies and sacrifices to increase power, mm-hmm. but in relation to Satan himself. Um, they regard their sacrificial offerings as uh, legitimate, um, it, and, and also the symbolism is very much part of that uh, whole, whole si- system. So, um, you know, when we're comparing the two, you can see how there's some differences uh, where there there can be an acknowledgement really on both sides there can be acknowledgement that god exists but but they are distinct so uh, according to scripture scripture merges them there is anything that opposes god is demonic mm-hmm. that's it that that's the that's the uh, the short answer for um, you know what does the bible think of it or is it good should i practice it you know some of the the christian brothers and sisters out there that that are either still practicing witchcraft or talking about doing spells and praying at the same time it's insane uh we go to deuteronomy 18 and we're gonna read 9 through 14 it says when you come into the land that yahweh your god has given you you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations there shall be, there shall not be found among you anyone who burns his sons and his daughters as an offering, anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or charmer, or medium, or one who inquires from the dead. For whoever does these things is an abomination to Yahweh. And because of these abominations, Yahweh your God is driving them out before you you shall be blameless before the lord for these nations which you are about to dispossess listen to listen to fortune tellers and to diviners but as for you yahweh your god has not allowed you to do this and we see something very similar in acts chapter 8 i believe Simon Magus, uh, or Simon the Sorcerer, as it is quoted in Scripture, he was a magician that practiced divination and spells, and it was a sorcerer, and he saw the power that the apostles were imparted by the Holy Spirit at that time as part of proclaiming the kingdom of God. They were eyewitnesses of the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus ascended into heaven, and the uh, God imparted the Holy Spirit upon the apostles and the believers of the time. And when Simon Magus or Simon the sorcerer saw 
this power. He said, I had never seen such great power. This is a sorcerer saying, I have never seen such great power. You know, maybe he manipulated things. Maybe he was able to turn certain things into something else. But this power was something far beyond anything. He wanted it. He had to have it. So he followed the disciples. He, quote, became one of their disciples. But it wasn't until one day that the truth came out and he wanted to pay Peter for the power of the spirit. And Peter turned away, turned him away and said, you know, God cannot be purchased. There is no purchasing of God. And so he was sent away and and as history would have it or tradition would have it, Simon Magus began what we know today as Gnosticism. It's a it's a confused backwards system that claims to have parallels with Christianity, but confuses and 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 distorts the person of Jesus, the testimony of the gospel, etc. Um, and so that's all important part of history because it, it leads into this in, into the understanding that Satanism, witchcraft, sorcery, is 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 a confusion. You're gonna see speaking in tongues. You're gonna hear uh, great things that make you make you feel like you're empowered. And it's very telling that in the story of Acts, where he was turned away because he wants to purchase the power of the Spirit, uh, in in churches or in communities of people that are using the pulpit or using the Word of God in order to make money, and promising people, giving people false hope of power and fame and success if they were to just use their money in a specific way it's it's very deceiving and it gives insight into this probably is witchcraft this is probably uh, satanism you got to be very very careful and witchcraft has been around for even before its name known today as witchcraft we have accounts of even in scripture bamal he was a, a prophet back in the days uh, for the kings, and he would prophesize or even cast curse, curses at people back in the days. And there was a moment where he even talked to God, where it talks about in scripture, and the king asked him if he can curse Israel. And he came back to the king and told him that God said that he was not allowed to. So we could see just by that instant that witchcraft or magic in its sense is not more powerful than god and it was condemned witches back then or anyone that practiced sorcery was condemned to death that's something to take into account but touching upon what we have today of modern witchcraft we could talk about witchcraft all day of how it was in the past we can talk about the salem witch trials but what is witchcraft doing today we could see it commonly through horoscopes something that we continuously talk about daily well not daily but almost every episode we talk about someone on facebook has posted something or i have some christian friends who automatically go like oh when were you born what's your star sign and then they'll be like oh it's just a horoscope it's just something you know for fun to see how your life is your relationship status maybe but that is something that god condemns only and it's also hinting to witchcraft itself like when I was studying witchcraft in, I would say like 10 years ago, 
they do not specify exactly, oh, you have good or the level I was in. It was not white magic and it was not black magic. It was all magic. There's no differentiation. They can tell you that early on during the days of Wicca, but there is no difference. Magic is magic and it still derives from the spirits that you are summoning or that you are worshiping. And those spirits are in essence demons. That's something to be very clear for people who are confused about that, but also touching upon what modern uh, witchcraft entails. Ouija boards, we see a lot of movies nowadays promoting Ouija boards. We have even I was walking through, I would say, Target when I was looking for food and uh, what some little board games to play. Ouija boards for $10 that a child can now go to like Target and buy. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's simply crazy. We have Eastern meditation rituals which can stem from just you reciting a slow prayer to even yoga, which a lot of people don't really even realize that yoga in itself has a lot of uh, Eastern mysticism behind it. It's crazy. I was driving down. I'm not going to even mention the, the road. I should, but I won't. There was a church that had um, its marquee, and it has one of those marquees that's a digital one that it changes and you can have pictures and so forth. On the marquee, it was saying something about yoga nights and, and the person's doing in a yoga pose. And it's disheartening because I understand the essence of what yoga is. Mm -hmm. It's different. It, we're not talking about stretching. We're not talking about deep breathing and getting your body into shape and, and making sure that your muscles are long. We're not talking about that because that has physical benefits that we can do without labeling it or, or engaging in the practice of yoga. I can do stretches. I do stretches every day. I do stretches that, that I might get from videos that are promoted as yoga videos, but they have a good benefit for the upper back, lower back, the arms, and so forth. But it's different if when you're just practicing the stretches, doing the breathing and getting your body in a place where it's relaxed or it's energized versus the practice of yoga, the practice of the, the mysticism, the practice of the, the, the philosophies behind it. Um, those have very distinct belief systems and to merge it into a church marquee or to merge it as part of being part of the body of Christ, again, not condemning those who don't know the difference and don't understand that, but just bringing attention to the reality that we are many times misinformed mm -hmm. and in, a, in an act of innocence, we think it's just a board game. We think it's just reading pages about the stars and my personality. We think by pronouncing some of the names that we pronounce are is just saying words, but it, it's actually part of a, a deeper spiritual embodiment, so to speak, where like we talked about in the cults episode that a lot of the activities that you might engage in or, or shows that you might watch or music you might listen to have such deep roots in witchcraft or in satanic practices that 
we allow things into our lives. You know, our eye is a is is a is a gate into our spirit. It is it is allowing those things to enter us. Our ears, what we listen to, we allow spiritual influences to get into us and then you wonder why you grow up or you wonder why you sit in church and you can't relate to anyone you wonder why you sit around brothers that are that are talking about the gospel and you just can't get into it you wonder why there's a lack of conviction when there's sin present in your life i'm the first one to raise my hand and say i allow myself at times to and un, I, I, I create or I put myself in a position where I have an open gate, whether it's my eyes or my ears or my hands or where I'm where I put myself at. I allow this these gates to be open and and just flooding my mind, flooding my heart with spiritual influences that I don't even realize maybe or that I know that are spiritual influences. And then I wonder why I haven't prayed in four days. I wonder why I, again, you know, I'm sitting in, in a room of brothers and we're talking about the gospel and, and I can't be around them or I'm criticizing all the time or I'm, I'm always angry or I'm never content. That's all pieces of allowing ourselves to just this, the, to, to be saturated with this trash, essentially. And as we continuously talk about, we want to emphasize that magic, uh, everything that Mike was talking about, magic in essence or witchcraft, it's essentially the same lie the devil has been telling us since the beginning that we can become as gods. So essentially, even though you claim that you're praying to this higher goddess, the, the emphasis that you're putting or the focus that you're putting is that you want to become elevated or ascend. You want to be able to talk to these deities. You want to be able to have this power that they have. So you elevate yourself by doing a certain uh, rituals or you could be doing spells. You could be doing spells, say, for example, to love or for money to get a position at work. I see a lot of there's a, a site on the internet. I'm not going to give the site specific so people can get curious and check it out. But there's a site that literally millions of Wiccans or early witches and sages, they usually just post on the forums. And this was something that I used to be on a lot. And But I would go to either debates or help people wake up because I used to be part of that life. And I remember I was telling Mike this one time about how because I have all this knowledge, because I have all this, all the books I read, everything I used to practice, people would know me in these forums and they would know the things I would do, the things uh, that I said, everything. They seemed like I was like this great sage and why did I turn back? Because we're not told inside that realm that God is all good. We're told automatically that Adonai is bad. He is stopping us from being elevated. He is stopping us from learning this craft that they focus on saying that they use a book, a uh, Gnostic book called the Book of Enoch, where it shows that Sam Hill came down and taught men magic. So now it is our duty, since we have that knowledge, 
now to be in our rightful place and be as gods. And that's something we're continuously taught. And Adonai is the one trying to stop us from doing all that. And you see how that's all tied in from, from Scripture. How this person that is the sorcerer is giving credit to being the founder of Gnosticism. Hence, everything you're talking about. So, it almost relates back to what we were going through when we were talking about uh, Scripture and... And, and, and how it's reliable and all that stuff. This is just another example of of information that's contained within scripture that has historical implica- implications, but also you see the tangible practices that have occurred as a result of the historic uh, storyline. So, and I see a lot of people usually always say that oh magic is just a superstitious thing but that's why there is a separation between the two we have magic m-a-g-i-c which is stage magic and then we have what alistair kralitz eliphas levi h.p uh, blavatsky albert pike all occultists magicians of their time they separated by saying magic which is m-a-g-i-c-k which entails everything that, like I was saying briefly, their definition, which is in conformity, to change things to the conformity of their will. And some of the things that they usually touch upon, which is the seven things all magicians have to know or those that practice the craft, and I will go through it, is first off, I'll go through all seven, is to find the philosophical stone or the philosopher's stone, which is essentially the ultimate wisdom that you can ascend or be as God there is no death there is just ascension continuously you reach your illuminated state and with it you can do whatever you want uh, do what thou will shall be the whole law which is something they always emphasize second one to enjoy the universal medicine which means you are without disease you are immortal so to speak so even if you die physically you are ascended in the spiritual plane so you have conquered death third one to be acquainted with the law of perpetual motion and in position to demonstrate the quadruture of the circle which means you understand every single symbol every single law of the whole universe so you have attained knowledge beyond all men and hermetism which is the basic study of symbolism which mike was describing between the different uh, the differentiation between satanism and witchcraft which Witchcraft uses a lot of symbols only to demonstrate that symbols do have power. So when we have things in the media, we have, say, like a car. A car has the rims with the pentagram. And you're wondering, oh, it's just a car with the cool design of a pentagram. But to the witch, that means that that car is specifically designed for a purpose, that it's under the balance meaning fire water air spirit and water i believe i said water fire fire water wood oh fire water earth spirit and metal there we go there you go metal which is the balance of the witch which if we see it a lot we could see it in early medicine because early science was tied in a lot to magic at the time we see the human body with his hands spread wide open, his legs spread, and then you see that is the the pentagram in itself, meaning balance of life. The pentagram is supposed to mean life in complete balance. 
and once you have conquered all those elements then you have ascended to the ma uh, the magi state or the sage but going down uh, through the list oh, hold on wait as a pause real quick there was a a time period when when people were making youtube videos and i remember there was a guy i forgot his name at this point but he was like a hip-hop video that showed all the symbols that exist in hip-hop and he would explain all of it and he would talk about how in your favorite rappers video or your favorite rock stars video a uh, music video there or album cover there were symbols where it would relate back to witchcraft or mm -hmm. satanism and and uh and and these symbols eventually develop a pattern to where it was no longer just coincidence like someone walking down and they're they're filming and they're walking down the street and there happens to be i remember those videos yes remember that yeah it's yeah. not it's not only that the it so happens to be in the background it became a pattern mm -hmm. where this symbol or this hand gesture or this whatever became part of you they're telling you that they're part of the system that you're talking about and 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 we were diving into deep about that we would look at it and i remember i have dudes over the house and i would have small groups where we would just watch the video or we would we would dissect the music videos and we would try to point out all right this means that this means that we just get super into it and after a while the community at large acknowledged there were these spiritual demonic practices in music mm -hmm. yet no one stopped listening to it yep in fact it made it more intriguing for people to want to listen to it so it almost worked in reverse you would think that by exposing it it would cause people to repent or say i want jesus i don't want satan i don't want evil but it had the opposite effect where people wanted more of the music or more of everything that that was exposed they were just getting so deep into it oh this is so evil this is so evil yet album sales went up concert attendance didn't go down mm -hmm. it just continued business as usual and i think that's very interesting and that's very telling that in spite of the the ability to point out and understand and know it doesn't take you away from being part of the system or being influenced by the system now it just makes you aware that the system exists yep and then unless you are able to substitute what you understand or what you've been exposed to and you're able to replace so so when you are when you're given the presentation of understanding this is e this is inherently like not inherently i don't use the word but the, this craft is being used for the purposes of x this artist is using their song their lyrics their music videos their album covers to tell you and promote evil forget the symbols just the, yep. the lyrics tell you all but a, a lyrics aside the symbols have powers the symbols reinforce what the lyrics are telling you when they're like yo i banged out this chick i killed this dude i do these drugs uh uh and and they they, they call out on satan or they or, or they actually do witchcraft in 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 some of these songs like it's literally like, i freaked out when i was learning all this stuff 
Yet, if you are aware of it and you just like, I can't listen to this no more, and you back out, but there's not something that stands in its place, you're left with a, a huge hole. And the hole, unless it's filled by the truth of the word, unless it's filled by the one, the creator of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen, the only one who has real power, where all evil shivers, all evil, uh, none, none can, can be close to him. Until we get to that place that we've replaced that with Jesus, we, we're going to fall back into the hole and go right back to, yep. to where we are. So, And that's the thing entirely. Uh, touching back against symbols as well, we see it as lightly as possible. We could see a common thing that always... Uh, the Illuminati or the the eye, as everyone knows it already now, which is the eye of Horus. We see the eye and we're wondering, oh, look, this is Illuminati. This is Satanism. This is witchcraft. It's happening. But yet we don't really take the time to look into why are they using that symbol. We just say, hey, look, it's Illuminati or it's witchcraft. They're doing witchcraft. They're doing these spells. Not knowing, like Mike was saying, just with the lyrics in itself, throw away all those symbols pay attention to the lyrics even though they're talking about oh banging this chick um having this car there there's something that i've always was taught inside the whole witchcraft when i was uh studying it which was they actually take witches or they take uh magicians and they rearrange song lyrics they either they go in they cast spells on these songs so you're listening it you're sitting down you're just enjoying the music not knowing that it is being pounded and pounded every single day inside your head and spells are being recited you can see symbols being used but yet you're not fully aware because you're you just think it's just a song. You're caught up in the beat. The beat got you in a trance. You're just like, yo, this and beat is tight. And that's something else we, were to, we, we used to we, go. Yeah, we studied. We used to yeah, go yeah in I remember that. That's beats. And and a lot of people didn't believe me. Yeah, you know, many people didn't 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 take didn't take heed to to what I was saying, and and uh, and that was discouraging mm-hmm. because then I felt like you know maybe I'm just being legalistic. And I got to a place where maybe I was being legalistic in many cases, but when I look back at the rabbit hole, I went down because I let my guard down. Yep. Yo, there's no question why I went down that rabbit hole is because I, I allowed myself to, to be influenced by my deceitful mind mm-hmm. and by the influence of other people. Instead of sticking to the truth of what I understood to be true, I, uh, I, I let myself go and it was a wrap. Like I, I went down a rabbit hole, um, you know, so many things uh, spiritually that occurred where I could have prevented it mm-hmm. if, if you know, through repentance, obviously, but clinging on to the truth that I, that I understood. And I hear a lot of people, uh, especially, this is something I always go talk to my mother about or she comes to me about because usually something will be happening in the world and then she'll just be saying oh geo um i know you talk about this a lot or like the spells that are going on around in the world it's like you don't really need to be talking about all that stuff because i'm being uh protected 
And I was like, yeah, that's true. You're being protected. But those people who are not being protected, I'm doing this as a warning so that they can be awakened to the reality of it. Or some Christians in aspect inside the church, they would, I can, I don't know. I don't know how many I can count that would just say, oh, no, it's just music or it's just a movie. But yet they don't know that witchcraft or spells inside those things, they open doors. Like, without people realizing it, they open doors. And once that door is open, it just needs one door. One demon will come in. Just one demon. Just that one demon will come in, you'll become curious about something. Say that you listened to or you saw a movie, like The Omen, and you got interested in demonology. So then you start studying about demonology, and then you're, you see the confusion in between because you're not really focused on the Word of God. So you'll see that oh, Adonai is having me backtrack. He's not letting me ascend or he's not letting me become who I'm supposed to be. So then you continuously engage in witchcraft. Or we have some Christians nowadays practicing uh, Wicca, which I've constantly seen as well. So always be mindful of what is happening, especially in everything that's going on. And... Things that you listen to, things that you hear, witchcraft is everywhere. Even, it's a good example of Matt Chandler. Uh, he's a pastor. Shout out to Matt Chandler. Chandler. But he was saying how witchcraft has even in, infested the church in the aspect where the sermon's prayer. We get a card, we say the sermon's prayer, and then now we're saved. That was like a beautiful sermon that he did. He was like, now we're saved. And he's like, that just boils it down to witchcraft. That's exactly his words. He's like... That boils down to witchcraft because you're reciting this ritual just by that you think automatically without anything else you're saved just by you saying words meaning that you put salvation on yourself and that God now has to hear you because you recited a prayer which is crazy it's crazy but yet we have that in the church constantly and it's something I always talk about something I always emphasize with a lot of people. Magic is no joke. Witchcraft is no joke, especially during these times where I see a lot of Christians. They, I, I understand some of the things they do in the aspect of Halloween, how Mike was saying some people, they open up their church, they are able to preach the word, get kids, but then it's when they start merging things like trick-or-treating inside the trick-or-treating inside the church or i mean you know to to even go again not being not trying to be legalistic and not putting judgment but a whole group of church leaders creating an event night to go to halloween horror nights to talk about yeah let's all go to halloween horror nights and do x y and z Again, not trying to put a place because mm-hmm. I think, I think if somebody bought me a ticket, I'm not willing to spend the money. Somebody bought me a ticket, I would be curious to say, ah, I, you know, look at the craftsmanship, look at the, the the way they built this and this, this and that. But the reality is, there's a theme, mm-hmm. there's a celebration, there's there's an alignment, and I think that's the key word, alignment, into what are we doing. Is it, is it, what is entertainment? The word entertainment in it of itself is, is for something to enter you. It's crazy. 
So when we are always entertained as a as a as a generation that we're currently living, that's what we want. We want the we want Netflix and and Twitter and Facebook and we want podcasts like the one we're listening to right now. You know, we want we want uh, anything that's going to give us an escape or entertainment. So our eyes, our ears, our hearts, everything is open to receive all kinds of craziness. And when we allow our guard down and when, you know, everything with G's just said, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to turn it back to G in a sec, is when I see those kinds of things, I, I have to repent of myself to not judge anyone's motives, not to not to 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 put anyone in a place where I'm 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 I'm. I'm beating them or putting a law on them that doesn't exist. But it's really inf- it really informs the fruit of a congregation or informs a fruit of a community when everyone's guard is down and no one is thinking about anything. Everyone is celebrating the music. Everyone is celebrating the movies. Everyone's celebrating the 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 you know the the trips to here and there and again we're talking specifically witchcraft we're talking specifically about things that when you look at it you can really point at it and be like dang that's obviously evil it's not isn't it's yeah it's entertaining yeah but it's entering me and it's evil if we can openly say that and when our when our group our community our people the the people that we chill with the the things that we walk that the, the people that we walk life with if we're just open and, and allowing all these things to hit us, we're in trouble, fam. We're in trouble. Our community's in trouble. Our and, and that's why we're so confused in today's age. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to think. We don't we compromise on everything. And I'm gonna read from Galatians 5, 19 through 21. The acts of the flesh are obvious: sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery idolatry and witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition dissensions factions and envy drunkenness orgies and the like i'd warn you as i did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of god so even though i didn't mention everything else as well and those are key things to think about this is things we see in the common day witchcraft something that paul talked about and still applies today especially today where we see hordes of it and hordes of it without people even realizing it and we're so caught up in saying that we don't have to know about it that we fall into the trap of it we open the gates like i said before mike talked about it before as well and it's something always to make sure we do not do like it could seem nice in the beginning or you could say hey as long as i have a good uh christian mindset but yet what does God tell us when they entered another nation not to do the same customs as the pagans? God specifically warns us to be away from it. When we see in Acts, the, those sorcerers and magicians that practiced at the time, they threw around how many? 3,500, I believe it was. 3,500 books or more that they all used to practice magic. Like That's they repented. Nice. They completely turned away from it and they knew the dangers of it. Because it is a dangerous thing to do. I was just looking because you had mentioned uh, Matt Chandler and he's you yeah. know repeating the prayer and that you know him saying that's witchcraft, and it seems funny. But I'm I just went to Matthew six, 
and and when the disciples asked Jesus, you know, how do you pray? Mm-hmm. Teach us how to pray. And he says, truly, uh, you have received the reward. Uh, verse six. But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will will reward you and when you pray do not heap up empty phrases as the gentiles do for they think that they will be heard for their many words do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him pray like this now when jesus says pray like this he's not saying pray this Mm -hmm. prayer and and part of the superstition part of this just yep. kind of going on that theme the witchcraft mindset the that 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 system right is, is it, it i guess you know what kind of the direction we're going in right now is that there's a system kind of in place that's influencing certain practices and right here the gentiles or the pagans the, the gentiles and pagans almost interchangeably where uh just heaping up words, empty phrases, repeating things over and over and over again. And there are some practices within communities where you just repeat the Lord's Prayer 40, 50, 60 times. You say over and over and over again to the place where you're like, uh, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be the name of the kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you're just repeating. It has no meaning. It's not coming from a. It, it, Jesus is clear when he says, The Lord knows what you need if you mm-hmm. ask him. He wants to hear you. He wants to communicate with you. You need to pray, not because he needs to hear your prayers, but we need to pray because we need him. We need to be in line with him. So I pray because, God, I need direction. I I just need to be connected to the source. I need to know you. I need to have relationship with you. I need to be intimate with you. I need to tell you what my issues are. But I also need to hear direction. Even if it's not audible, I know you're going to open my eyes and protect me from all of that craziness that's of of this world so that I can navigate the world with wisdom according to your purposes. And so, um, so it's going back to that, like just the repeating of words and empty phrases, the empty phrases, uh, it's called, uh, the, the, the term is called vanity. Vanity means emptiness. So when, when in the old Testament, where, where one of the commandments says, do not take the Lord's name in vain. And we talked about this before. Yeah. Two months ago. Yeah. We do not take the Lord's name in vain. It means do not use the Lord's name in emptiness. It's not necessarily saying the word, you know, GD, you know, God, whatever. You know, it's not saying don't do that. Though that could be part of it, sure. It's saying stop lifting up empty phrases. Stop using God's name in an empty fashion to where it just becomes routine. You walk around and talk to people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God is God willing. God, And there's no meaning behind it. It's not so much what you say, it's your your heart, your intention. Where is it coming from? That's what God wants. He wants intimacy. Forget all the other stuff. So the empty phrases, that's all tied in. That's crazy. Just, you know, all the tying in of, of, the, of the system. And I think we should do uh, part two about this. We have to do part two. You haven't even read the other. What is it? What are the other uh, steps? You talked about like four and I d- jumped into symbols. I can finish off. Yeah, finish those finish and then off, we'll... we'll um, the next one, which is number three, which is to change into gold, not only metals, but also the earth itself and even refuse of the earth, meaning that basic alchemy. 
that how science basically came about. Uh, number four, to subdue the most ferocious animals and be able to pronounce the words of paralysis and charm serpents. Co total control over dominion of any other animals or entities. That's the basic summary of it. Uh, number five, to possess the Ars Notaria, which gives the universal science. So ultimate wisdom. Uh, we have number six, to speak learned on all subjects without preparation and without study. So you have gotten to a level in your studies where you literally need no more study. You have all the knowledge acquired, which is why going back to my case on the forms, people said I was close, if not beyond that of any magician at that time or that I was close to Alistair Crowley and Eliphas Levi's level, which were two occultists that changed and morphed the world tremendously. And I remember at that time I was struggling with myself because every time I would go and do research ferociously, I would start opening those gates and I would always ask my brothers and sisters in the faith to pray for me because that is something that always would try to attack me every single year. And it's very dangerous stuff to, to talk about. But touching quickly upon uh, the seven least powers, what the Magus or those who practice witchcraft have or should gain is to know the first sight of the deep things of the souls of men and mysteries of the hearts of women, to force nature to make him free at his pleasure, to foresee all future events, which do not depend on the superior free will, divination, that's a brief summary, to give at one uh, to give at once and to all most efficient efficacious consolations and the most wholesome counsels to triumph over adversities to conquer love and hate to have the secret of wealth to be always its master and never its slave to know how to even enjoy poverty and never become abject or miserable let all let us add to these three centenaries that the wise man rules the elements like I said again, rules the elements, which is the basic of the pentagram, meaning that you have complete control of your life and that you can elevate yourself to that state where this is the same lie that Satan always has us try to believe that we can be as gods. That is witchcraft. Witchcraft in its essence, how it affects us. And I believe next episode we're going to talk about how it came to be that we have witchcraft affecting us today. Who is Aleister Crowley? Eliphas Levi touching upon briefly about that. Things that we see or don't really commonly see in witchcraft itself. Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's a mouthful right there. That's episode two it's a of lot of witchcraft. Things. Absolutely. So, um, so we're gonna just head out now and uh, and tune in next week for episode two of this topic. If you have questions. Hopefully you listen to the podcast prior to episode two. If you have questions, uh, you have objections, you want to join in on the conversation, send us a message on Facebook, hit us up on YouTube. We have uh, our email, proofbeyondreason at gmail.com. Hit us up so that we know what you want us to discuss, and we definitely want to tackle those issues head on. Uh, but once again, shout out to our sponsors, Matthew Movement, where what you believe, matthewmovement.com. But uh, this is Mike the Baptist, Geology, signing out.